peeps this is bitchin nyc my name is stowe and i'm here to analyze examine and deconstruct anything and everything especially but not limited to new york city i'm doing this podcast to raise awareness on what i believe to be very important issues and offer solutions so as to make nyc and the planet a better more sustainable place to live in New York City. I'm an artist type of guy. I think I'm so cool, you know. I'm like a hipster, like an old hipster. We used to be like, have a different word for it. We used to call us like bohemians and artists, but now it's like hipster. And like we come here and we try to do creative stuff and we slave away. And once in a while we'll do something and most of it stinks. But once in a while you do something that's pretty good and then you're proud of it. You try to sell it and monetize it and make it so you can sell and make money pay rent yeah you like that <laughs> and you know a lot of things get on my nerves and i've been in new york so long i've become kind of neurotic because that's what new york does to you like you know you're in new york for a long time if you walk down the street and you see people and their eyes are all scrunched up and they're making this really weird face like they're taking like they're constipated yeah that's when you know you've been in new york too long you start making constipated face and you talk to yourself out loud that's when you know you're a new yorker <laughs> But seriously, folks, I got to talk to you about stuff because there's lots to talk about. And I'm just going to bitch about everything. I can't bitch to my girlfriend anymore because she's sick of hearing it. So that's part of the reason why I did this podcast in the first place. So the big subject matter, my big bitch of the day, B-B-O-D, big bitch of the day, is about gentrification. Now, it's an old story. You probably heard about it a million times already. It's, it's been going on for a long time. It's basically, you know, a lot of white people with some dough and they all pile up with each other for a couple of minutes until they get their own pads and they work down on Wall Street and they're shoving out all the artists and freaks and poor immigrants and they tell them to take over the cities and they have tech skills or Wall Street skills and the rest of us just get squeezed down if we don't have good rent control or rent stabilization laws, which I'm going to talk about later too because they just passed some great permanent legislation on rent control in, this, in the capital of New York up in Albany. And now we're protected from these greedy, evil landlords that can never make enough money. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, sometimes democracy works. First time in like, I don't know, 50, 60 years that we've had all powerful Democratic Assembly and Senate up in Albany. And they passed some great legislation lately. I'll get to that in a little bit. Anyways, living in New York's a trip, man. You know, it's a trip to the brain and we're all going insane. Insane in the membrane. Yeah, so gentrification, you know, it's a sign of the times, you know, things have just gotten crazy with this huge dichotomy of rich and poor, you know, the stratification, they call it, you know, a lot of us are just getting by paycheck to paycheck, I'd say about 80% of uh, Americans at this point, a couple paychecks away from losing everything, and the top 20%, yeah, they're doing pretty good, and especially the top 0.01%, as you all know, anyone who's listened to Bernie Sanders and knows all the ratios, because the guy's been saying the same stuff truth for about 40 years now god forbid people listen he's one of the like i don't know there's like three or four people in congress that actually have integrity that haven't taken haven't become corporate little puppets and he's one of them so let's pray he becomes the president or just keeps his stays in the senate and stays powerful anyway so yeah gentrification man it's a trip you know 
landlords, it was this perfect storm. It was, I used to think it was just greedy landlords, but it's actually a few, few reasons. Just like everything is very complex, you know, you can never quite say there's one cause for anything in the universe because everything's interconnected. So there's multiple factors, multiple variables involved. And in this case, there was, it was like a perfect storm. You had first, and this is when it happens. I was here. I witnessed it in New York City. I witnessed the doubling of rent within a three to four year period, which is crazy. Doubling of rents in three or four years. And that's unheard of inflation. So it, the years were like the late 90s into the early 2000s. And what happened was, first there was the Mayor Giuliani factor with his broken windows policing uh, method. It actually did uh, help make the city safer, and uh, I can attest to it because right in front of my own ghetto building, uh, you know, if I keep it clean, uh, less people drop litter and spray paint my doors. And the minute it gets messy, everyone starts messing it up. So there is something to be said for that, that methodology of the broken windows, regardless of what a lot of liberal left people like to present. Although, don't get me wrong, there's also a lot of... Um, issues when it comes to people of color being hassled and frisked and all that but the city had gotten crazy it gotten to a point where like squeegee guys would jump on your car and start you know cleaning your windows whether you liked it or not and drug dealers out in the streets you know it was ridiculous there was lines down the block for people buying drugs at these different buildings in the lower east side so it, it did it it has gotten better and has it got safer and that's what's attracted a lot of people the rent started going up people kept coming and i and also i tribute to uh, a lot of women coming here, a lot of like middle class women, I call it the sex in the city phenomenon, and other people have actually written about it too. Because you know what? The brunch culture is pretty much, it replaced the nightlife culture downtown. Downtown, you know, we get a lot of high rents now, and it's mostly yuppies. It's not, it used to be poor freaks and artists and immigrants, and we still have uh, a fair share of immigrants and poor freaks like myself. There's only a few of us left, but we're hanging in there. And so, you know, you get this brunch culture of women that, you know, in, in the show, it was like upper middle class white women in Soho. And, uh, you know, I don't know what any of them did for a living. It seemed like they just hung out all the time and, and, and had enough money to go have brunch all the time. And down here, it's, it's the weekends. You know, it's hardworking, yuppie women who work like slaves. And then they just, you know, let loose on the weekends at their brunches. And they just, you know, the, the endless drink deal and they just get really drunk and loud and go crazy and let it all out and um it's annoying but you know you get used to, you get used to it you know like everything else in the city you got to learn how to deal with shit so hear that that was someone screaming outside ah there they go they're losing it always i live in front of the building uh, on a busy back and forth east and west street here in the east village and there's always some freaks out in the street doing something weird and then anyway so where was i oh yeah so the sex and city phenomenon so there you go. You know, you have the women that came in for that reason. Then you have all the dudes, like a lot of Wall Street and a lot of tech dudes. They're the only ones that can afford the, the average rent here now is like two twenty three hundred a month for a one bedroom. That's like average. And then, then you get high end, it's like thirty five hundred. And you won't find anything lower though than twenty three hundred a month for a one bedroom, which is insane. The median income in the country is about thirty thousand dollars. Here in New York, it's around fifty thousand. And uh but that's for one person, one person's income. And 30000 isn't even enough to uh, live, you know, a uh, quality of life in, even out in the middle of nowhere. So that's, it hasn't been a raise in the minimum wage in like, I don't know, I think it's like 25, 30 years or something. But um, 
here in New York, it's, it's a little bit higher. It's fifty thousand. Even fifty thousand a year, if you if you add up just the basic bills, just basic survival, it's still not enough to survive on. So I don't know how anyone's doing it, and um, it's crazy. I don't even know how I do it. But, anyways, back to uh, another reason for gentrification that was a perfect part of the perfect storm uh, was the men. That's what I was talking about. Switching to the men. It, uh, all these tech guys and the Wall Street guys started moving in downtown, squeezing on all the creative bohemian freaks, and the rent starts skyrocketing. And and what happened is we used to have like one sports bar in the East Village, like one, and it was like just these old timers that would go in there and watch their sports. Now every single bar has a screen with sports going on, twenty four seven. Every on like there's a, there's several per block basically. So. You know, the, the, these that what the men do, the men yuppies who work like slaves, their entertainment, they don't do the brunch thing. They do the chicken wing, alcohol, and sports thing. That's their big thing. And they fill up the places there on the weekends too, like Thursday through Saturday. And sometimes during the week if there's some big games on or something. And so that that's the culture now in the downtown area that has been like a cauldron for creativity for over, you know, a hundred and something years. And all the great poets and musicians and filmmakers and writers that have, everyone's lived in East Village at some point. Everybody. And uh, right on my block, I have some famous people. I can't tell you because I don't want you to know where I live. But, you know, everyone. Everyone's lived here. This is where you start. You know, this is like your, your starting point when you come to New York if you're not from a rich family. But now we got a lot of rich kids who live down here, so it's gotten a little weird. It's a weird mix of like really dirt poor people and super rich and then the middle people like me have been squeezed out. So it's a real strange uh, dichotomy between uh, rich and poor, even in buildings now, because the part of the law that's passed with affordable housing with all these new buildings, like all these taller buildings that are going up is basically uh, 20% has to be affordable. And, that, and that's a big debate. What's affordable? Like the average, they have some for low income, from like 20 grand, like poverty, 20 grand up to 50 grand. And that's a small percentage of the 20%. And then most of it, though, is from like 60 to 120,000, which is still like pretty high income. So there's a big debate about what, what qualifies as low income. And, and so people are still getting squeezed out, but you can sign up for these lotteries and, you know, hundreds of thousands of people. I'm, I'm actually signed up for them. My girlfriend and I are both signed up for the, the lotteries. And, um, hoping to find another apartment because we've been I've been in a, a, a rent a stabilized apartment for a long time like decades but I can't stand the noise anymore I live in the front of the building and the noise I, I can't get used to I grew up in Connecticut where you hear crickets and birds and that was my you know that's that's what formed me so I, I can never get used to the noise and when you get older you get sick of noise too it just noise gets and it's actually quieter than it has been in the late 90s early 2000s this is hellish but I was younger so it didn't bother me as much Anyway, so, yeah, so there you go. Perfect storm you had. The mayor's Giuliani and Bloomberg effect. Uh, the sex in the city, women pouring in, yuppies. You had men pouring in because with new skills, like tech skills that are in demand. The Wall Street guys who constantly come in. And then uh, also, and you had greedy landlords that, that knew they could raise the rent, and they did. And... Um, but then the you know 9/11 happened, and we all thought those of us who said, "Oh, good, this will at least the only the only good thing that'll come out of this tragedy will be that people will stop coming here for a while, so we can just like the rents will chill and then we'll stop going up through the roof and allow some of us artists to stay here and pursue our dreams." But that that didn't happen, man. It didn't happen. It just people just kept pouring, keep pouring in to this day. So 
including tourists. We've had the highest tourist rates for the last decade or so. So New York is a special place. You know, we got the greatest cultures in the world. We got all these museums and stuff. So it is it is the greatest city in the world. And I can say that with confidence because I've traveled quite, you know, I've traveled a little bit. So I know it's pretty awesome. And so, you know, here we are. Gentrification. It's a reality. But, you know, the good news is, now let me get to the good news. The good news is uh, in Albany, Albany controls a lot of what goes on in the state because it's the, it's the state level. And uh, even though we have a certain amount of autonomy here with our local government, they set the rules when it comes to rent control and stuff. So something miraculous just happened because there's been a big pushback against the whole Trump factor. I'll get to that later. Uh, that the Democrats, you know, a lot of these Democrats, these new more left Democrats like AOC and this new woman who just became a district attorney for, I forgot her name, another Spanish Latina, you know, she's a lesbian, she's far left, and uh, she's from Queens too, another Queens uh, victory, squeezing out these old, you know, party, Democratic machine, party machine, quid pro quo, boring, never centrist that don't get, that don't move the needle anymore. They just like, they rest on their laurels and we don't need that anymore. Like the Democratic Party needs to like wake up, start going left because the, cent- the center is not doing anything for anyone on any level, local or federal. So yeah, so there's a big movement. We got all these people in Albany. They, they squeezed out, you know, we, we took over the Senate and the assembly for the first time since like the late sixties, I think. And, uh, and they just passed a major amount of legislation in the first year. It's phenomenal. Like voting, uh, they redid the voting so it's much easier to vote. People can like register at the last minute. You can switch parties. Uh, they did some other stuff too. Like other big thing was the gentrification thing, which ties into what I'm talking about, is uh, the rent laws are now permanent. The rent stabilization laws are permanent for New York City. And there was a coalition happening between New York City and upstate New York, but it never went down. Like the upstate New York couldn't organize as good as New York City and they couldn't push it through with their representatives, man. The representatives sold their soul to the real estate. There's a huge uh, real estate lobbyist firm, you know, the real estate board, and they, they have so much money. They, they usually, they've controlled the, this New York State Assembly and the Senate for like 60 years. But finally, this was a, we got some people with some integrity, and they pushed through the, but the, the, it only applies to New York City, the rent control, all the new laws. The upstate blew it, and they got to hire some new people, and, and they got to organize more. I know it's harder to organize, though, when you live in the suburbs and the, in the rural areas, because you got to drive your car, you got to go everywhere. And, but they got to do it. You're not going to change things unless you do it. It's a grassroots thing, you know. It doesn't change unless you get out there and do something. And uh, I'm very active, by the way, and you'll probably, I'll talk about that as time goes on. Um... The good news, too, another good news thing is, um, let's see, uh, oh, yeah, the Green Bill. We have, like, one of the strongest Green Bills in, in the country now. And, and Cuomo signed all this. Cuomo's been, like, riding the center for a while. Like, he's been taking a lot of corporate money from a lot of different people, you know, getting reelected. I think he's in his third term as governor, and I think he's going to, I think he's, he's going to retire or do something different because he just pissed off a lot of people. He just signed a lot of legislation that's really left, and he had, I don't think he's ever done it in his career, to tell you the truth, because uh, he's, he's definitely been a centrist, most of it, a Democratic centrist, Governor Cuomo. But he signed all this, and then you know, all these big corporations were calling him up, supposedly, and he wouldn't even meet with people. He's saying, no, let the legislation, let the assembly, let the Senate figure it out, and then I'll sign it, because uh, he knows most of us are fed up. And he can, he's still not, he hasn't lost touch with the people, thank God, because his dad, God bless him, his dad 
was governor, and uh, he was a real dude. And uh, I'm glad he's acting more like his father now, because his dad never lost touch with the people, because his dad was from humble roots. Anyways, um, so that's good news. See, I just balanced down a lot of bitching with good news, and I always try to do that, because that's important. You know, you can't just bitch all the time. You got to do. You got to do, and then you got to be, too. And then you got to get, you know, mind, body, and soul. You know, you just, you get into the zen, the flow. You got to be, and then you, sometimes you got to do. You can't be totally like a monk sitting around all the time. You got to go out and do shit, you know, because if, if we didn't have people like Gandhi, Martin Luther King, that actually got off their asses every day and worked their butts off to actually make change happen in, in, in our society, uh, the, the society would, it wouldn't be as cool as it is now. And so, you know, you need, you, you have to balance everything out. You know, you have to find the cosmic balance, and then that's what we're all trying to do because it's, it's we're all a work in progress. Humanity is a work in progress, and uh, but I'm optimistic. I'm a hopeless, you know, optimist. Um, I I sound you the way I, you hear me bitch. You're gonna say, oh, this guy, how can he be an optimist? But because you know, bitching if you're uh, if you're hyper aware, sensitive, empathic person, and you're not bitching, and something's wrong with you, you become a zombie. And uh, not that, but the thing is, you gotta balance out your bitching with solutions. Because a lot of us, a lot of people bitch, but and then you ask them, okay, so what are you gonna do? How are you gonna fix it? What's the idea? They never have a follow up. And I'll and I'll bring up somebody who's who's back in back in vogue again, which is Marx, who predicted a lot of this stratification and and uh, inequality. He was right, and he described things perfectly. But his follow up on on how what to do afterwards it, it was weak. And uh, it's, it was experimented by some dictators in Russia and China. It didn't work out. But the bottom line is he did analyze the weaknesses and the failures of capitalism that a lot of pro-capitalists hate to admit. I'm not saying throw capitalism out. Exchange of goods, commodities, paying for stuff. You can't do that because uh, it's, it's, it's a natural human tendency. We've been doing it since we were cavemen, exchanging shells and whatever for some piece of meat or something. And uh, so basically what we have to do is we have to just get strong regulations because you know children men act like children they act like little kids actually act worse than little kids they don't want to share their toys they don't want to share their wealth and they and they have this like sickness called greed that no one talks about enough and i'm going to talk about that a lot that's a big theme for me because uh, I, I think it's you can trace every single major issue in the planet that's that's bad you can trace it back to greed because resources make things happen and if they're not being you know, spread out and redistributed properly to the people in the countries where these people made their fortunes and safe countries, infrastructure is paid for by the taxpayers, you know, the police to keep things safe, the roads, everything where you make your fortune paid for on the backs of the middle class tax. Middle class basically carry the country on their backs. They pay the most taxes, they work the hardest, and, uh, you know, they don't get enough credit. Poor people kind of ride the system a little bit and they're poor, it's in cycles of poverty and it's bound to happen because there's never enough jobs like Marx pointed out. And the, the rich get away with murder, they get away with no, paying no taxes and, and we're all sick of it. So that's going to be a big theme. Greed is a sickness. We shouldn't, we shouldn't worship billionaires. It's a weird perversion. I'm going to get to that in a lot of shows about how the idea of a billionaire is a perverted thing that's not natural. We got to get back to some kind of organic capitalism. I'm going to talk about that. That's a big. That'll be a big theme. And there's solutions. In other words, you know, we can fix it. We got a great system. It's just gotten out of control because it's been deregulated by a lot of greedy pigs. And we just have to, you know, men are like little kids out of control. They need. We have to have barriers. You have to have. You have to, you know, parameters of of good behavior because uh, 
we're not evolved. Obviously, uh, humans are not evolved enough yet to uh, do it on their own, which what uh, a lot of anarchists try to promote. And we'll get to that too. Uh, anarchy, where humans are just not ready for it. But that's a wrap up for today's show. We're hitting the, the 20 minute mark here, and I'm going to have to let, let you go for today. I'm glad you listened if you listened out there in podcast land, and, and I hope you come back and listen some more because uh, I got a lot of stuff to talk about. You know, I'm a middle aged dude, I'm pretty well educated, well read. And, uh, and I feel like I want to be part of the solution, and I don't want to be part of the pollution. So, you know, tune in, tell your friends about it, and crank the vibe, you know, and be positive. Love you. Peace over out. Bitchini!